means truth. So tell me about your spiritual journey. Hey everybody, welcome to Tatma Tuesday. This is The Conduit with Lindsay Warwick on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. So excited to have my guest here today, Vanessa Perry, Intuitive Counselor. How are you? I am great. How are you? I am great, and I'm so glad that we're connecting today, and I love your hair. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's so funny because it was purple. And then like the way that my hair, you know, like lets go of color is always so weird. So it's like, I didn't do this on purpose, all these little patches, but I'm like, it works. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like a fun blue, like an indigo blue now. Yeah, so it's crazy. I, anyway. I love it. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I've had you in mind for the podcast for a while because you offer some uh, free, you offer a free offering in the Goddess Collective, which is something one of our dear friends locally has created. That's, I think, spread maybe, is it nationally or is it beyond it's, that now? It's probably globally, I would imagine. I mean, I think, I think we just hit 4,000 in the group, which is crazy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Definitely nationally for sure. Super exciting. Um, but I've seen some of your offerings in there and I've also had the pleasure to work with you personally and just try like started to get to know you. And I think that you have a lot to share and a lot to offer. So I thought that you would be a perfect guest for the, the Tatva Tuesday podcast. So this podcast talks about Tatva, which is Sanskrit word for truth. And we usually start with sharing about our personal spiritual journeys. So if you want to start from wherever, <laughs> that okay. would be awesome. Love to awesome. Hear about it. Okay. Well, I am super glad to be here. And it's funny because it is a long time coming. I feel like it was like over a year ago that we first like kind of discussed and then it didn't happen. And I always believe it happens when it's time to happen. So, <laughs> and I went through a whole like other level <laughs> of everything in the last year. So it was like, this is actually a really good time for me to be doing it when I look back at that maybe not being the best time. So, um, so my spiritual journey, oh boy, it's like all over the place. <laughs> I knew we were going to laugh a lot on this. Yeah, yeah. Our personal conversations, I knew that there'd be so much laughing, so I'm excited. Sure. I think that's, that, that's, that's probably the natural way that I process things is just like through laughter. It's like a like a like an energetic shift of everything is is laughing and I love to do it so yeah we're gonna laugh a lot <laughs> especially you know <laughs> there's a lot of things <laughs> a lot of things in my life that are worth laughing about uh, same yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so my spiritual journey I mean I grew up kind of like in a Catholic 
a home, but not really. So it was like my grandmother was was like super Catholic, you know, going to church, expected everybody to do the sacraments, like all that kind of stuff. My mom kind of broke away from it a little bit. Um, we moved away. We were like living in the woods. <laughs> so there wasn't really much um, there, but a lot of the principles were there. Um, and so I was probably, I think the first time that I really felt like a spiritual connection, um, I don't know, I had to be like 12 or 13. I started to go to a Pentecostal church because yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> I'm like, immediately. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> what is Pentecostal? Yeah. I don't even know. Like right now I can't even describe like, why did I go there? I don't know. I think I met somebody on the school bus <laughs> and her father was the pastor and it was like, okay, let's go. Um, the Pentecostal church is like, um, you know, they're, they're, they're deeply spiritual. They're kind of like, um, you know, like dress code is the women wearing dresses and, and things like that. And there's like, you know, yeah, like there, there's like some rules that were not really part of my Irish Catholic, you know, really loose, <laughs> we do what we want type thing. Um, but I, I mean, I really loved it. There's a lot of singing. Um, I, I, it was actually the first time I ever did mirror work because, um, oh. Yeah, right. Like one Sunday, we would go and stand in front of the mirror and like do affirmations and like talk to ourselves and talk to God. And I'm sorry if you can hear my dog barking. I can't hear your dog at all. Okay, she's going nuts. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was it was a really great experience. And the people were wonderful. And it was a small town thing. Um, we went to church camp. And I was the runner up camper of the year. Which was like, what qualifies one to be the runner-up camper of the year at the church camp? I don't Where know. minds want to know. To this day, I don't know, but I have a giant trophy. <laughs> that's, that's like, you know, runner-up camper of the year. I think it, I think it really just has to do with like embodying, you know, the spiritual journey, embodying like love and care and all of that kind of stuff. And, and, and I don't remember like too much detail um, about, you know, being in that church, but I just remember it felt really good. Like the feeling that I got of being connected to what I now would call source. But, you know, then it was like, you know, God was the word that we'd use. Um, I did like Bible quizzing, <laughs> competitions and everything. Um, yeah, it was pretty wild when I look back at it now. Um was then it I lost young life by any chance? It wasn't. It um, was... I went to this church camp called, or Christian church camp called Young Life. And I actually had a really amazing time there. And I learned swing dancing there. I remember I liked that part of it. <laughs> but everything else, I, I was like, what am I doing here? Yeah. I do remember at one point they, they had us go outside and find a tree kind of similar to like what we do in the gathering sometimes okay. and just sit down and pray. But that's all I remember about that. Anyways. Yeah. Sorry, but I, that, I see. I think that that's, that's crazy and wonderful. Like to be able to put the connections to be like, Ooh, and I got goosebumps talking about it. Like you felt the feeling, right? Like it wasn't yeah. maybe the best environment, but the connectivity, you know, like mattered. And once you feel that connectivity, it's almost like, you know, or not almost, you definitely can't forget it. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Um, Church yeah. camp runner of the year. Runner of, yeah, runner of the year. 
Uh, yeah. And I, I think I went, I mean, I went to that church for a really long time. And then, then I went back to the Catholic church. Like when I went, when I went to college, I went back to Massachusetts where I'm from and like, it, it was back to the Catholic church and I went to Catholic church up until I moved here in South to South Carolina four years ago. Um, because I really love that spiritual connection. I felt connected. Like when I would walk into a cathedral, it was an immediate feeling, right? Like of just the, the grandiosity of what this is representing, you know, and, and I love the ritual of a Catholic mass where we're like doing this and that, and we're getting up and we're kneeling. And Oh, you <laughs> like that part of it? Yeah. <laughs> Bless you. Like getting up and I'm like the sitting down, the kneeling, then you're sitting, then you're standing, then you're sitting, then you're standing. I'm like, what's going on? And I've never heard, I love that actually, <laughs> that you said that you love that part of it. Cause that's the part that I would question. Why yeah. are we doing that? Yeah. And I, I mean, it, it's possible that it's because I'm an athlete. <laughs> oh, you're like, Whoa, I'm moving. I'm working out at church. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Maybe it was like, I get to move my body or it could be the ADD thing where I like, can't oh, sit something so I get to move around. Right? <laughs> I love it. Okay. Right. Okay. But I, I loved, I, I mean, I just really loved the ritual of it. I, I, and I will tell you, most of the times during the sermon, I would kind of check out because there was a lot of things I didn't believe in, you know, it was like, you know, I would just, you know, oh, so this is what we're talking about today. All right. I'm just going to, yeah. like, you know, bypass a lot of the things that you're saying. But I loved the feeling of connectivity, you know, like the feeling of like being in a group, the collective energy, you know, all of that. And, um, you know, but but the thing about it being that I did all of this for all these years and I had so many questions <laughs> so many (laughs) about like the bible and about a lot of the people that I met that were like truly judgmental and it was like I don't know man I don't think that Jesus wants this (laughs) I think if he showed up today he'd be pretty disappointed like in the way that we're doing (laughs) um so yeah like that that I mean, I, I felt like at that time, though, it was the only way I knew that spirituality kind of existed, um, or maybe it was just comfortable for me because, you know, it had been a lifelong journey. I didn't quite, like, understand the connectivity outside of, of like, a church setting um, until I got here in South Carolina. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, what do you know? <laughs> I know, right? You Yes. Go to go to a really Christian area and find non-Christianity. <laughs> I know, like basically go to the Bible Belt, but then find a coven. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Like that needs to be a quote. <laughs> Can we quote it? We'll quote it. We're quoting Please. it. Go to the Bible yeah. Belt Let's and quote find it for a coven. sure because it, it it is exactly how it's. <laughs> I don't have anything to write anything with right now, but. Let's not ever forget that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it, it is exactly that. And it isn't that I didn't have other, like I had friends that were, you know, more deeply spiritual aside from the church, but I just didn't get it. You know what I mean? It was just kind of like, I, I didn't get it. This is all I know. This is how I feel. I, it, it felt strange to go over there. But then I came here and the first time I went to church, I heard even more things <laughs> that were just not aligned with my my belief systems about people and I said all right you're gonna have to find something else because you you're you know 
you love that you love the connectivity you love the feeling of of being connected and uh wayne dyer i love wayne dyer so much wayne dyer i got a little i turned to him again i mean i loved him anyway but i turned to him again and i said well what does he believe in right like (laughs) and it was you know kind of that introduction to the source energy you know and realizing that that was what i was connecting to and that that does that that exists everywhere it exists within me it exists any any space that I want that to be in I can create and that was like blew the doors off of everything I was jumping in I was you know I, I joined the goddess group and you know started to do circles and koya and all this and I was like where has this been my whole life mm-hmm. <laughs> this is way better because it's love based and not like you know punishing structure. yeah punishing structure you know, like all those things that make you feel kind of bad about some of the things that you're doing in your life. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, that's like in a nutshell, I would say, like to try to summarize my journey, but obviously there's a lot of ins and outs and confusions and whatnot <laughs> that have come along the way. <laughs> well, I'm here for all of it. So whatever you want to share, I'm here for. And I'd love to talk about you know, how I, we had talked probably over a year ago and now things have shifted for you. And you said that now is probably a better time for you than when I originally asked. And I, oh, I of course trust in the divine timing, but I want to hear from you what you mean by that. If whatever you want to share to whatever capacity, what you were going through then, or, or maybe what you've gone through the last year, because it sounds like you went through a really big transition. Yeah, I did. And I'm an open book. So, I mean, probably to a fault. I mean, I feel like sometimes it's like, you know, when I go back and listen to some of the old podcasts that I do with my, my podcast partner, I'm like, wow, like that's, that's out there now. <laughs> anybody, can hear shared. That. <laughs> yeah, anybody can hear that and know that. Okay. You know um, yeah, I, it was a, a little over a year ago. Um, I was going through like a, a breakup Um, I was going through having to move um, from a place that I just, I mean, I thought I was going to be renting this house forever. I mean, it was kind of like the the deal was that, hey, as long as you want to be there, you be there and I'm taking care of the house. And it was, you know, it was this wonderful thing. So it was like, it felt like the rug got pulled out from under me in so many ways. Mm -hmm. Um, Business wise, you know, working for myself, I was doing okay, but I feel like, you know, there was next level that needed to be hit and I couldn't do it. And so I was just struggling so hard and I felt like I had faith then, right? Like I felt like I trusted the universe then, but now when I look back at a lot of the things that I was doing and, and I was just in trauma mode, I was in survival mode. I I got thrown into um, a, you, you have to get into action and spinning my wheels kind of mode. Um, And it's hard because, when, when you do what, what I do and, you know, you're putting yourself out there, it's really difficult to be honest sometimes to be really like, like, <laughs> Hey man, foundation wiped out from under me. I don't know what the hell I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, yeah. So that was, that, that, that was a hard time for me, but at the same time, you know, I don't, I'm, I, there's no quit in me. There's, uh, there's nothing but like figure it out in me. Mm-hmm. And So I went through a period of time of um, having to learn how to surrender, you know, truly surrender. Um, 
yeah, having to learn how to find stillness and be in stillness and uh, and having to allow people to help me and take care of me, which is something that never has been really that accessible to me. So it was a, a very long journey <laughs> to where I am today, where I have so much more faith in things. I have so much more chill. I have so much more flow. I'm really you know, the action oriented survival mode person is subsiding maybe for the first time, you know, and that's like weird to say, you know, given what I do for a living, but this is why I understand that every client that comes across is like, Hey, life, life will do you in. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So like, I feel like now with the calmness that I have with, it is easier to talk about those things. You know, it's easier to be able to, it always is easier, right? Like when you're in it, it's hard. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I can relate as I'm sure everybody on earth, every human you know, every spiritual being having our human experience can relate. It sounds like you went from a masculine operating system, the masculine energy, which is the action, the yang, the go, 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 the structure, the this, the that, the planning. When we have our rugs, our figurative rugs pulled out from under us, we are forced to be in our feminine flow. And for me, I can relate. I just got chills. Weird. <laughs> um, in November, for me, it was losing my professional job that took the rug out from under me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't do well with it. It was like, yeah. it was a crash landing for me because yeah, when our foundation is rocked, our root chakra, our first yep. chakra gets completely spun off. And then that is our safety system, right? And then we don't feel safe. Mm -hmm. We're forced into this surrendering. Yeah. And I love that you brought up surrender. I was just speaking about this to a friend of mine. She is in town from New Jersey, and I've known her for years. And she and I had lunch the other day, and she said that I was different. And I asked her what she meant by that. And she said, you're calm. And I laughed. And I said, I am? She <laughs> said, yes, you are. And I took it as a compliment. Yeah. You know, I've just been through, we've all been through so much. And I've personally been through a lot, as you know. Or you know. Uh -huh. And to have somebody that's known me for years and years say that I've changed and I'm calm is yeah. nice. And a couple of years are years. Woo. Time. What's time? So <laughs> It's all made up. <laughs> I had another friend visiting from Jersey about a month ago and she said the same exact thing. She mm. said, you're really different. I said, am I? I hadn't seen her in probably four years. And she said, yes, you're calm. And it was crazy because it's in the middle of all this chaos that I'm navigating through and this pain that I'm navigating through. And I think the reason for my calmness is an aspect of surrender. Yeah. Surrendering now to, as you know, I'm on a sober journey right now and I've surrendered to that fact and surrendered to the way things have happened. Yeah. Uh, the, the past few days I was, asking myself why did this happen why did that happen and I was driving myself insane and 
I believe that God or source, spirit, goddess, God, whatever you call it, speaks through mm -hmm. other people sometimes. Yeah. Like we'll get our messages from songs that come on or people yep. or animals. Absolutely. In all the things. Yeah. And this guy said to me, because he was aware that I had been asking a lot of questions about why. And he shared with me this amazing story that I want to share. I think because I think you'll love it. And everyone will love it. And we talked about surrender and whatever. Awesome. So he said that, and I don't know if this was a real study or if he was just, this is some an analogy that he told me, but he said that there were at one of the Ivy League schools for their final essay question, the, the only word was why. Mm. And these Ivy League students, 30 students or so, like pages and pages about why, why is needed. Yeah. Only two out of the 30 passed. One of the answers was because. Ah. And the other answer was why not? Ah. And I just got chilled again. Yeah, me too. <laughs> he said that you will consume a lot of your mental energy and emotional energy by focusing on the why. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. Nope. Because it already is. Like it, that, that's it happened. It absolutely. is. I'm never going to jump into anybody else's brain and fully know what or why. Yeah. And even if I did get a response or, or any type of explanation, would it even be enough for right. us? So right. why not? And because. <laughs> and he just like sent me on my way. I was like. Yeah. You know, I love that. I love that so much. I love the story too because yeah. we are smart. You know, all the other students tried to rationalize, and this is why we need to know, and blah 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 blah. It's not even about the why. It's about what comes after the why. Or I think I, I think yeah. what happens, how we process. But you're the counselor, so I <laughs> I wanted to share that story with you and see if you had any like thoughts, feelings. Oh, I have all Jack. the thoughts and feelings. <laughs> I want all your thoughts and feelings. <laughs> like, my brain just went. <laughs> You're like, whoa, okay, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about where your brain went, what you're thinking. And then also, can you share, you know, what, what it means to be an intuitive counselor? Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to jump into this because like, I'm, I'm just, I know we're like, wife. I'm so into this life thing. <laughs> Because, like, to me, the greatest gift, and again, like, Wayne Dyer, I don't know what it is about him. There was just a connectivity. Like, the, the second that I learned about him, I was like, this guy, like, there's, he's speaking to me. His, like, presentation of radical acceptance changed my entire life. Let's because, talk about it. Yes. And it's part of the surrender. And it's part of the why. It's like, who cares? It happened. You know, like, you, the things that happened happened you know you have to just accept the the existence of that and then just decide what you're going to do going forward because that's the only thing that you have influence on you don't have influence by staying in that space you just stay in that space that's just how it goes so if you say you make yourself crazy with the whys when you can't possibly understand why sometimes we don't even understand ourselves so the idea that we can understand somebody else <laughs> It's like, they probably don't absurd. even know why. They don't exactly. even know why. Exactly. And when I have, when I have, a, a lot of times this comes up with breakups, right? Like, I mean, and I've done it too, you know, like 
why would you do that? And, and it's always this personal, you know, feeling of like, why would you do that to me? Right? Like all of this, this personalization of it, and trying to understand somebody's actions, when, you know, even if they told me, right, like, and this was something that I did personally, I was like, even if I sat down with this person, and they told me why they did it, I'm probably not going to even believe them. And then would so it what's be the enough? Point? Would it even be enough? Exactly. Right. Right. Like, and then I'm going to be mad that I felt like I got lied to and I'm going to go on a whole other journey. I don't want to be on any of these. And it will just open up Pandora's box of more questions. Right. Right. And it was like, I just want to sit in the, in the acceptance of man, like that happened. It's done. You don't want it. And that's all you need to know. (laughs) Go do what you want. Find what you want. Be where you want. You know, it's like hit like a ton of bricks of being like, yeah, I guess that makes a hell of a lot more sense than staying in that space where I don't want to be. And <laughs> so. radical acceptance, I'm assuming, and you can correct me, is mm-hmm. just having acceptance no matter what. Yes. Yes. I love the concept of radical responsibility and now radical acceptance as well, because you have to take, I don't, now you can, we can talk about this. I don't believe in a victim mentality. I think that there is a level of participation. There are exceptions to that, I think. But overall, there is a level of, we have free will here, you know? Absolutely. God, I feel like we could talk for hours and hours. I don't even know what I asked you to talk about first. (laughs) I still have it. I still have it that I have to talk about the intuitive counselor thing, but I like the journey that we're on. And the why, the just because and why not. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it, it sparks a lot. And I think that that's, I mean, when, when we're talking, we're talking about these concepts, but it is, it is, you know, things that go with my personal journey, you know, of, of being like, well, that, that is what it is. And to me, that is actually an act of spirituality, right? Because I'm allowing myself to be led. I'm allowing myself to, you know, be, be told and be shown and then, you know, walk the path. So I don't have to cut off my connectivity with source so that I can go back in time and stress myself out. You know, it's like, just trust, just trust that even like even these terrible things that have happened to you, like you said, the level of participation, that is a very, very hard thing, very hard thing. And I went through it the last year. Part of my personal journey was, yeah, some of those things didn't just happen. You did it. <laughs> you trained you trained people to expect certain certain things from you and then you got really mad when they did and that's your fault. That's something you have to take responsibility for and change, right? Like you can't be mad that they took advantage of you because you gave them the platter. That's your responsibility, right? Like yeah. that's responsibility or you stayed there. And trying in the knowing of what you knew, you stay or you you try to, for me, rationalize red flags or stay for potential, not for as is. Yeah, yeah, right. Or, you know, like or ignoring your intuition when you 100% know, like something's off, like meh, maybe not. Like, no, 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 something's off. You've got to listen, you know, business-wise, trying to chase what like a business coach is telling me to do instead of turning inward and saying, what do you want to do? You will be supported. You just have to figure it out. (laughs) You have to sit in it and stop following things that you don't want. Because when they come to you as a manifester, they're going to come to you. You're not going to want it. (laughs) And it's going to be like, quote unquote, time wasted. You got to shift that mentality. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's radical acceptance, like radical responsibility that it, it, to me, it's, it's, it's an empowering thing. Yeah. You know, when you can step into that space and just, you feel like you're somewhat untouchable because you know that even when you're touched and when you're hurt, you'll be okay. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it's definitely empowering because it's like once you have that awareness of who you are and what you are and what you've done, then you can, it like releases, relieves some of that burden. Yeah. And then you can say, okay. And it also helps, it helps me to be able to forgive. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. if I can see my part in things, I have to, I have to see my part in things and then forgive myself. And that will help open my heart to, to forgive others as well. Yeah. Or even, you know, like some of the, when we talk about the explanations, it's, you know, the humanization, you know, like that's, that's just what I call it because a lot of people have, they trip over the word forgiveness. They're like, no. And I'm like, okay, then we're just going to turn that person a new human. And that's all we're going to (laughs) do. Like we're just going to look at them as a human being that they are and, and use their, their injuries and their woundings and their, trauma responses as your explanation because they are those people there are very few people walking on the earth that are pure evil so many people become something because of other things and it's unfair and awful yes but it's because of their human experience that that made them that way so when you get that when you get into that space of humanizing people you depersonalize right? And you just kind of sit there and go, it's not even about me. It could have been anybody else in a skin suit doing exactly the same thing. The trigger and response would be the same. (laughs) I say meat sack, but I like skin suit as well. You're absolutely right. If you can start to look at things in that way, I used to take a lot of things personally. And now I realize that everything other somebody else does is not about me and I don't have they don't have the same heart that I have so Mm -hmm. how could I ever try to rationalize somebody else's behavior or perspective because we don't share the same experiences or memories or traumas or anything Mm -hmm. so I could never really figure any of that out so I think the why not and because gets me off the hook from going crazy. Yeah, absolutely. It's so great when it's very freeing to just be like, oh my gosh, you know, every single human being is different. So none, nothing's going to apply across the board. For some people that might be scary, but for me, I'm like, oh, it's awesome. Like I don't have to like deal with many things. <laughs> yeah, it, it is very freeing and awesome. I yeah. I agree. And I think acceptance too is is very freeing yeah yeah and if I but if I overthink it sometimes like is acceptance lazy (laughs) it's like acceptance and then changing things that I can change like maybe my behaviors and such and then having discernment about what I what I can't change maybe that's like the yeah yeah that's well that's yeah that's like the the rest of the journey right like is accepting Mm -hmm. it is what it is but then not using it as an excuse to continue going forward with something (laughs) that that sucks you know what I mean (laughs) like it's like the people who don't want to do the work will say I am who I am and it's like no that's not what radical acceptance is (laughs) no that's not true I know that is such a cop-out I hate I 
I strongly dislike that. Well, I just am that way or I am who I am. Mm, okay. Well, I see where you are in your journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. no, there's no sense of responsibility in that type. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. It, it absolutely shows that it's like, I'm, I'm, I have zero intent to be anything different. You know, if you want to say I am who I am today, and I'm working on it, I will stand right next to you and we'll, we'll go on that journey. But otherwise, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, I have a hard time relating to stagnant individuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah. Well, I'm, not, sure, not I'm sure you do. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder when you meet people, because you're an intuitive counselor, and I still want you to tell tell me and tell us what that means exactly. Do you profile not profile but do you automatically kind of start to see them or how does that what does it mean to be an intuitive counselor okay so I will tell you so intuitive counselor and I took a long time to figure this out because I mean I've been on the therapist journey since I I I was a peer counselor in high school like they they have like this peer outreach group and it was an election, right? Like that that people would write down the names of people that they would go to if they had problems. So it was like a real honor. Yeah, like it was a real honor to be like one of the 12 people in the school, you know? And so I took it seriously, but I loved it. Like we would go away and we would do um, like trainings to be better peer counselors. And we were the kind of people that if somebody's having a rough time, we could get pulled out of class and we could sit and talk with them for a little while. You know, it was like a really great thing. So being, I've been on that journey for a long, long time. Um, And then when I got into like the clinical journey, it was like, no, (laughs) this is awful. Like the the whole, when you talk about stagnant, you know, like the labeling and the, the, the approach being so impersonal, I was like, I cannot do this. I, I, I physically cannot do it. I, I was in and out of the field. I would, I would quit. I would quit on counseling and then go into finance. Like you can't go any more opposite, right? Like oh, I would wow. go from- <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Wow. That is super opposite. Yeah. Cause I just couldn't take what it felt like to not see humans as humans that were individuals and you know, all of that kind of stuff. So I've been on this journey forever when I decided to start my own business. And I did that because um, I had my daughter, at six weeks, I looked at her little tiny body and I was like, I cannot send her to daycare. And, you know, my partner at the time agreed. I mean, we won't get into why, but uh, agreed. And so I was like, you know, the kind of person though, that I did love what I did and I did want to, you know, financially have freedom too. Um, So I did that with, with that intent, but it ended up being like such a spiritual and personal journey for me to get into a space of who am I as this therapist counselor person and shaking all of that clinical, you know, whatever, and just saying, well, who do you show up as? What do you do when you're sitting in these sessions? What are you doing? And it was like, you're just channeling. <laughs> you know, It's like, that's what you're doing. And I had a friend who um, reflected that to me you know, um, she was kind of like, that's not, not, not to say normal, but like, that's something that you're, that, that you're doing that's a little bit different. Like you're not using your brain at that time. You're like really just feeling into the moment and using your intuition. And I was like, that is exactly it. Because sometimes I say things and I'm like, I don't know where that came from. And I can't even repeat it. Like, I don't know. 
So intuitive counselor, like the counselor part is there, you know, all of my education does help me, you know, in some ways, all of the experience that I've had, you know, as the clinical therapist and the counselor do help me, but my intuition, you know, of like sitting down with somebody and hearing their words and like just kind of feeling in between the lines. Um, or, you know, sometimes people will tell me a story and like the most random part of it is the part that I hone in on, you know, and they're just like, what, you know, but then we go on the journey and we find the thing that, that was meant to be. So it's, it's a, it's a mix of using that, that education that I have and that experience I have, and then just my connection to source energy, which is like, to me, why my job is so easy. <laughs> like I do not struggle whatsoever with my work because I feel like I get my knowledge from, you know, my research and all that kind of stuff. But then I get this pure, you know, source energy through intuition that really helps me be in the moment with everybody. Um, so there's that. But I do not evaluate people. My whole life, people have said that. Are you psychoanalyzing me? And I'm like, I literally don't want to hear that word. <laughs> like, I Sorry. don't even do that. Like, I, I, I have none of my clients have a diagnosis because I hate the DSM. I think it's the most terrible book ever because it just ruined everybody's life. You know, having a label that just feels heavy. I don't because I'm so curious and understanding that each person is so different that I'm, I'm just in like curiosity mode. When I meet somebody, I can't conceptualize them because I don't know them. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, I just want to know them, but I do. I want to know everything. <laughs> uh-huh. I want to know every person. I'm like, tell me all the things. Like I'm, I'm fine with knowing all the things because mm -hmm. you're not like anybody else. Nobody's like anybody else. That must be really fascinating. So then when you, so you've worked with people for a very long time then we are very individual, but are there common, are there any common themes or common patterns or is it super individual? Like it really is. I really do believe that it's super individual. I believe that the labels make it so hard. And this is why people are yeah. like screaming out for validation because it feels like when you're saying like, I, and I got goosebumps right now, just talking about it, I'm depressed. And everybody else is like, yeah, I know what depression is like. God, it like just takes away your individual moment, you know, and, instead of being able to say, well, what, what does depression feel like to you? You know, mm -hmm. so that you can feel like you're exploring yourself and you're not in this big group of people that, you know, make, make you feel even smaller than you already do because you're in a depressive episode. You know, I, I, I feel like, again, like those labels just kind of wreck things for people. It's taken away that individuality. Um, when we think about common themes, I mean, I think like the only things I believe in really are that everybody has trauma. <laughs> right like and everybody has a personal journey to go on and other than that I mean it really is because everybody's experiences are different their nurturings are different their interactions are different it's like you can't you you really can't just lump anybody into a group yeah I agree and I feel you know I've always felt drawn to you I love your energy and I I personally work with you and I love working with you. And um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Cause it, I, I don't think I've ever asked a counselor or a therapist that before about if they've seen 
because like of course you know with the dsm there are those categories and then mm -hmm. my brain just went off into a whole other tangent and i'm like looking at the clock like god i don't know if we have time for that tangent today but maybe we should have a part two <laughs> i'm already like we should probably have a part two but i'm into it man this is I, my, this I, is my like thing. I love it <laughs> yeah i love i love this too i love discussions i love you know the podcast and i love talking to you so yeah, and I love exploring our humanness, mm. yeah. which is something that I feel I'm personally finally, like, I feel like I'm not finally, but I usually have a lot of distractions going on. Yes. And now I don't. And mm. so just exploring the humanness of myself and radically accepting and being responsible, rad radically responsible, and, and just feeling, feeling, sitting and feeling, <clears throat> writing things down and journaling after resistance, yeah. because I don't want to look at those things. And I think that writing them down kind of helps, it really does help get it out. Mm -hmm. But it's something I was resisting for a long time. Yeah. Well, there's a level of responsibility with it. And it's funny that you're saying it. So like, this is, this is the thing about like, every, I mean, everybody has intuition and, you know, like it, it sometimes is, is very sneaky, but you saying that is like, that was literally me last night. You know, like I started to have like these feelings and I was like, no, you know, like I definitely, like, I don't no. have time for this. Right? <laughs> I know. I say that too. I don't have time to feel those things. Right. Right. Like I have something else to do right now. I cannot do that. And I got up and I got the paper and I got the pen and I was like, that resistance is telling you something and you're going to, it's just going to get stronger. And you, you, you learned over all this time that when you ignore something, it gets stronger and harder. So just do it now, just process, let yourself sit in it and you're, you're, you're going to be okay. It's going to pass like a lot faster than if you try for hours to not think about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like, you know, the, the trauma I experienced this, this year, I didn't have time to feel really, I had to make a decision and then I had to follow through and then I had to go back to work right away. And I had to clean up my, my life basically. And I didn't have time to process. So when I do feel it's, waterworks yeah full body shaking releasing mm -hmm. because yeah I was out too busy to yeah. to feel those things but it is definitely I think writing is definitely a helpful tool but I wanted to ask you because I don't know this keeps coming through for me to ask you because I know you said that you went through a lot this year like what would you say like like where are you at now like what's going on with you now and what would you say is like your biggest what was your biggest takeaway this year? Like, what was, what was your lesson, I guess, because it feels to me that you, like, I view life like a video game. Yeah. In a way. I love that. You have to go through things. Yeah. And you keep trying, you keep trying, keep trying, and then you eventually beat the level, you go to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. So it feels to me that you really jumped a level of ascension. I did. Oh, so, yeah. I really just want to hear more about that or like just what's your biggest takeaway and like what's going on now? Like, is it super like polar, polar opposite of what was going on? I'm so, yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's very you seem so bright in it. So I love those 
stories of resilience and just growth and ascension. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely the level. And it's weird because I, I think that um, most of the time when we level up, we don't like understand that the, that we've leveled up, right? Like, cause it doesn't feel like we're on some sort of, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just life. We're just yeah. living this way now. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Like This is how I'm doing things today. So I guess that's w- what I'm doing. Um, the biggest takeaway and this, the, when you started talking, I got goosebumps and I did get a little teary eyed because I know, I know the biggest takeaway. Um, and it's something that I've, I've shared um, I, I shared it, I think, in the last uh, um, live that I did in the Goddess group, or maybe the one before that, was like a realization that for as long as I can remember, and when I say as long as I can remember, I'm, I mean childhood too, I have lived in a survival mode. I have never thrived. Um, I have succeeded, you know, like I have done things, you know, I have a master's degree. It was It was hard and I almost quit a million times, but I did it. You know, like I've lived on my own. I've I've moved a lot. Like I've done a lot of things. But when I looked back at them, like it, it, after all of this breakdown and rebuild thing, I was like, all of those things came from survival mode. You know, like they weren't inspired actions. They were panic actions or mm-hmm. desperation actions. You know, they were like, I have to figure this out or else actions. And that was like flooring for me because it's hard when you are like an overachiever and like, I love being a winner, you know, like I'm really excited about that trophy for runner up camper of the year that I have no idea how I got, but I'm like, look at this. Amazing. I wish you had it like an Oscar right now. Like I want to see it. It's actually, it's in my storage, which I'm going to later today. Um, Someday I will see it. Yeah. Someday you, someday it will, it will come out. Um, you know, like, I love that because I was getting like validation, you know, of the pain that I was, that I was in from like the longest period of time. It was like, that's what success meant to me was like, it's worth it. Or despite everything you find, you know, like you did something that's positive and then you get feedback from people, right? Like, and everybody's like, wow, you're so brave. And like, look, you're you're so strong. Yeah. You just think of something and you do it. And I'm like, yes, this is true. But I'm not just thinking, these are not dreams. These are freak out like plans that I just drive through with my hard head and like make happen, you know, and then I don't fit in any kind of like satisfaction or, you know, joy. It's always like, what's the next thing or worrying about it dropping off because how many times in my life has, has that happened, you know? Um, so this last year was being forced and I say forced because it was like, wow, like every single thing you tried to do did not happen. Every single thing, things that made sense, things that were supposed to happen, nothing happened. And I just sat, um, I was in New Jersey, uh, staying with my best friend. Um, and it was, it was, you know, it was always meant to be a temporary situation, but when all of my plans fell through and I sat there and I thought, well, this isn't where I want to be, but this is the safest place for me right now. Like Mm -hmm. use the love that you're receiving, use the environment that you're in to just breathe, Mm -hmm. just breathe and believe and understand that you were led to this safest place for a reason, because you haven't felt safe for however long, you know, and it allowed me to do that surrendering, but also to really see how it was like, 
oh, like when I'm not in survival mode, when I'm in trust mode, oh my God, like I feel so much better. Mm -hmm. And then, then of course what happens, you know, you start to ask for things and they just line up and you start to ask for things and they just line up and it becomes a flow. So for the last year, I've had to learn how to just trust, really trust that my head and my plans are not always going to be the best things that I can think things and I can dream things, but I also need to receive and mm-hmm. just let things happen. Let things be presented to me instead of always feeling like I've got to drive on. I and love that. Yeah. Like now I feel like I'm in thrive mode you know, and, and it keeps happening where it's like, oh, I'm not, you know, the other day I was like, I'm not working on my business plan. Why? Like you should be like every night making sure that this is done. And I kind of just sat with myself and was like, well, there's a reason why I'm not doing it. So just let that, let that, let the universe know feel better it. than you. Feel it. Right. Just, yeah. Okay. I'm I'm paying attention. <laughs> like, I'm going to stop doing the, the tunnel vision and I'm paying attention and just letting letting it flow and it just continues to be better than okay you know and so that that the biggest takeaway for me was ha- learning that that's a real thing that when you allow yourself to escape survival mode and and remember all of the ways that things just line up for you it will continue to happen i think that's such an amazing um shared and i t- I can relate so much to that, especially very recently. I feel that I have always pushed and survived and I've been fully self-supporting for a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm single, you know, single female over here. And once I got kicked out of the matrix and my life sort of fell apart in the beginning of February of this year, I was forced into a, into the flow, into the flow. And it's, yeah, it's moving from that masculine energy into the feminine energy. Mm -hmm. But specifically my ideas, I'll run my ideas by, you know, trusted people. (laughs) And usually when I don't act on them and I sit and I wait, like God, goddess reveals the next step for me. And it's just been so amazing. Like, it's been amazing, better than I could have planned it myself. So now I'm just kind of laying back into that flow. Yeah. And just in that allowance space and not putting so much, like, I feel like if there's a lot of resistance, like, it's like an Abraham Hicks teaching. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't feel good, and I don't mean instant gratification feel good, I yeah. mean you feel it in your inner being, yeah. then it's probably not the right thing. Yeah. And I think if, yeah, if there's a lot of resistance and stress towards, you know, why am I not doing my business plan or whatever, then that's probably, you're not supposed to be doing it. Yeah, absolutely. So I love that, that you shared that idea of surrender and flow and just allowing for like I I keep saying that it's God doing for me what I can't do for myself like especially with the last hard thing that I went through and I don't want to get into the details on this podcast but maybe one day I'll be able to talk about the story and share like how God and like I believe Archangel Michael like showed me Mm -hmm. the steps of my journey yeah. But I love that. And I love that for you because 
isn't it fucking exhausting? I'm, I'm grateful and honored that people think I'm such a badass and I'm so strong that when really hard shit happens to me, not a lot of people check on me because they're just like, Oh, it's Lindsay. Absolutely. Fine. Mm-hmm. This one this year got me to my lowest emotional bottom I've ever been at to the point where I said things I never thought I'd say about my mental health and that I really desperately needed, needed help. And this idea of, oh, you know, I'm so strong and I'm honored that y'all think I'm strong. I know I'm a strong ass bitch and I know you are too because I yeah. see that those parallels with you and I, yep. but it is exhausting. It is. I don't want to be in survival mode. I don't want to be strong and resilient. I don't want to suffer anymore, you know? Uh So it's nice to be in the flow and be in the feminine and sit back and be soft and and cry and and receive, which is also hard for me to receive and ask for help. You know? Because it, it goes directly against all of that, like, well, if I I'm so this. strong and everybody, right, like everybody's praising. And so I be, I've bought into it that that's what strength is, you know, and then you're like, no, that's not, that's what stubbornness is. That's what blocking off love because you're afraid is. That's what trauma response is because people have let you down. Like those are not, there's, yeah, no, we're not going to celebrate those anymore. <laughs> like hyper individualism, hyper independence. I got this. I'm fine. I'll fix it on my own. Well, I got to a point where I was like, I'm not fine. I'm not mentally well right now and I need yeah. help, you know? And yeah. I think that was probably the strongest moment for me. Yeah. Yeah, when you absolutely. break through those barriers, because I'm stubborn ass, I'm a Capricorn, I'm stubborn, I'm super <laughs> stubborn, like, and I'm, you know, I want to do things my way. But when I put my ego aside, and I trust, when I trust, right, like you said, yeah. trust is so, Im- it's so important. Yeah, for me. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And trusting that it's like, that it could be a zigzag and it's fine. You know, I mean, I think that that's, that's part of it too, of like being, you know, when you're allowing yourself to be led, it means that sometimes you're zigzagging and people don't need to understand that, you know, that, that you can go full steam ahead over here and then (laughs) take an absolute left turn. And that's still right. Like that's still, because whatever, whatever you needed to learn along this part of the path, you needed to, and that was the only way you were going to learn that. Okay. But now we're making a left turn and like being okay with changing your mind and being okay with being led. And it doesn't, you know, it, it, it doesn't negate how strong you are. It doesn't negate how strong or, or how smart you are. It's, it, it really is like the best way, you know, like I, I, I envy people who found this a little bit sooner, but I'm glad that I'm here now. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I didn't, Oh, I didn't have to struggle. I didn't have to suffer to grow and learn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like this now, really now is way easier. I know, isn't it nice? But um, <laughs> I really enjoyed our conversation today. Uh, first, I just, uh, you know, coming to a close on, on an hour already. I can't even believe it. So fast. I know. I'm like, what? Okay. Um, is there anything else that you want to share today before we close, close out? I think, I mean, I really just like, I I can't push it enough to just be like, oh my gosh, like don't follow anybody, follow yourself, (laughs) you know, like just understand the individual that you exist as and like, just 
breathe into that because it really changes everything, you know, whether it's, you know, the, the mental illness side of it, or whether it's the, you know, the living life side of it, you know, anybody who's listening, I really just want them to be like every, this is all individual. You are an individual, you get to be an individual. So that means your spiritual journey is going to be yours. That means your life journey is going to be yours. Allow that to be, you know, and you'll you'll be happier we like a promise (laughs) I can make that promise (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love that and you're right on time like there's no time frame where you have to do something or have something done or have this or that it's it is I love that you emphasize that it is in an individual journey um so how can people connect with you if they would like to connect with you? Um, I don't, if you want to share about when you do your free offerings in the Goddess Collective and then also how people can reach out to you if they would like to work with you for intuitive counseling. Yeah. Okay. Well, so yes, on the first, the first Thursday of every month, I am live in the um, Her Sacred Circle Goddess Collective group um, at 10 a.m., uh, that's it, it is a group for for females or female identifying uh, people, but uh, I work with a lot of men individually. So if you're if you're a guy and you're watching, like <laughs> you may not you may miss out on the lives, but I still have the information after. So if you, know, if you want if if you want that information, reach out. Um, so I can be found there. I can be found at Facebook. Um, you know Vanessa Perry Intuitive Counselor. I'm right there. Um, I VanessaPerry.net is my website. And I can be emailed at Vanessa Perry Counselor at gmail.com. I am also on Instagram and it's the only one that's not, uh, you know, streamlined because it's c.stars.site. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There was just something about the Instagram where I was like, that's got to be different. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to be Vanessa Perry counselor anymore on Instagram. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for, you know, your time today and just meeting with me and sharing your experience and wisdom and and strength and all all the things so thank Thank you you for having me yeah and I'm sure everybody uh got something out of this definitely you know y'all reach out to Vanessa Perry if you are feeling the call she is amazing to work with and uh, I hope y'all have a good rest of your week thanks so much for tuning in yeah thank you